Hello and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Valley area. Um, it's a good day today. It's like a fantastic, fantastic day. Um, I'm super excited to uh, be here with you, uh, Kosh listeners, uh, have another amazing conversation. Uh, know that in this new year, I am going to try to be making some transitions. I'm going to try to do things a little differently, do things a little better. Uh, but while we're figuring it out, we're going to try to stick to stick to what has worked so far. And uh, so far, it seems like it works. We, we get pretty good feedback from from the listeners out there. Um, and so, but there will be changes that we're going to be making. So don't be surprised if, if we, we drop in some new segments or drop off a segment and we start making some changes and everything. Um, but you know what time it is. Once again, we have been blessed with an amazing, amazing guest. I, I don't know how. We are able to get such good guests, but we do. We get really, really good guests. And um, this week's guest is uh, Lindsay Erickson. Lindsay, how are, you, how are you doing over there? I'm good. You good? Yeah. All right. <laughs> how are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Like, it's, nice. a, it's a fantastic day. I'm, I'm yeah. in the um, middle of taking a little time away from the professional life, which... Oh, Same. Yeah. Get recharging the batteries is like a necessary thing, right? Oh yeah, totally. But, but I, I feel I'm feeling a little rusty, like the brain's a little slow. Oh no, nah, that means that, you've truly checked out. Is that it? I hope. <laughs> I look. I I don't think the brain is slow. I just say the brain has finally said uh, enough of that work stuff. Yeah, like this is the right pace. This is the right pace. This is actually when, when you are supposed to check out and you know, it's really hard to check out nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, what I do, and I don't recommend this for anybody out there is I never shut my email down. Oh, I never put the email. You know how people put the email out and they're like, I'm out of here for the next so many days and da, 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 da. No, mm -hmm. I don't because you know what? I'd rather answer them mm. and not come back to like, the world is burning than to shut off the world. And then I come back and it's like, it just boom hits you. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, it's just very much like a, um, a slap in the face. Ooh, <laughs> just like that. So yeah. I don't, I don't want any slaps in the face, uh, with a bunch of emails. So that that's kind of like, I just go ahead and handle it. So you, you don't have like an automatic response I, when you're out? no. No. Well, I mean, I have one oh. because, I mean, we yeah. use Microsoft Office like the rest of the world. But uh, I refuse to put it on because I'm just like, I'd rather just do it. Because usually I'm not getting so many emails in during that time because I tend to take breaks when everyone takes breaks. True. Yeah. So those one or two emails that filter in, I don't mind just going ahead and, and you know, and it's like one or two emails a day. I just go ahead and answer those and then mm. they're not sitting there lingering. True. Yeah. I like that. I did. I took the approach this time of deleting my mail app from my my phone. Like, oh. don't even look at it. Bruh. Seriously, you deleted <laughs> your I mail deleted app? It. Like just full fledged. I did. Yeah. How's yeah. that working? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Does it give you anxiety? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a couple of days to like not 
just compulsively check it. You know? Yeah. It's it's rough. I, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I you're you're bold. <laughs> I admire you. Uh, that that's some different type of uh, stuff. I can't I can't do it. Yeah, I understand. I might have to go back and forth different techniques. Different know. different techniques. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, Lindsay, uh, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Kosh? Yeah. So, thanks for having me on. Um, so, my connection to the Kosh, I am currently serving my first term on the Oshkosh City Council. Oh. Yeah, so I was elected in April of 2020, uh, right as things were kind of getting serious with COVID. Um, but I've been in Oshkosh. I came in 2014 for work. Um, I did AmeriCorps, which I think you also have a connection to. Yes, I I, I did do AmeriCorps. Um, I did um, Lighted. I believe it was Lighted. I want to say Lighted Street House, but I know that's Lighted not a schoolhouse. Lighted yeah, Schoolhouse. Yeah. I yeah. did Lighted Schoolhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I did AmeriCorps. Um, it's a state program through Wisconsin Health Corps. So I did that for two years right after college uh, at the Winnebago County Health Department, which I'm still currently uh, employed at. Oh. So I've been there, uh, just finished my, how long have I been there? Seven years? Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so I came for AmeriCorps and, uh, you know, that program, I, I worked mostly, my background in college was um, psychology uh, and gender and women's studies. So in AmeriCorps, I worked uh, in the high schools doing a program called the uh, wellness screen. So it's a mental health screening for students and just kind of a checkup how they're doing with stress and sleep and Um, you know, if they're experiencing anything around anxiety or depression, and then really just like having conversations with them of how they're doing and how we can help get them connected to help. Um, So that was, that was the majority of my work with AmeriCorps, you know, doing some substance use prevention work and working with youth. And uh, after two years, I uh, took a position working on uh, substance use prevention, and now I work on uh, transportation and housing access. Oh, yeah. okay. Now that's that's pretty important stuff, right there. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, no, no. I mean, hey, that goes hand in hand. People, uh, you need you need a way to get around mm-hmm. uh, in case you don't have vehicles, uh, and, even, and even if you got a vehicle, you, you still need the mm-hmm. good ways for things to flow. Yeah. And um, we all need a place to stay. Yeah. We all need shelter and a place where we can call home and be ourselves. And, um, you know, I think reflecting back on how I got into this kind of work, I think, you know, I grew up kind of in a more rural area in New London, uh, not too far from here, but uh, that's where my parents are still at. Um, And just thinking about, you know, growing up kind of working class, we experienced a lot of you know car problems and difficulties having to commute to get to work or school and uh, living in a rural area without any kind of public transit if you didn't have a car you know you had to walk or bike or figure out you know how to share a car or something so uh, and then you know uh, some close family members who have experienced homelessness and substance use and all of the things that can really impact a person's life and their ability to be 
in a community and feel like they belong. So that's, yeah, that's how I kind of, that passion grew. And I really want to kind of focus on those issues and figure out how can we help everyone thrive in a community. So you, you, you went down this road because it was super close to home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think at first I didn't want to want to admit it. Um, But, you know, you kind of realize how the experiences that you've had growing up shape your perspectives and shape how you think about problems. And um, it really led me into how do we fix this at a broader level, working on policy change and systems change so that we can help more people. I think that's the secret that a lot of people don't understand is like where the things really get done is at that policy level, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. uh, creating that and getting involved in, in like local government and stuff and, and creating policy and programming uh, to, to truly make, make life better. Cause I mean, that is the purpose and point of local government. Mm-hmm. It is exactly. truly, it is not like federal government it is local government is truly about those people living locally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the personal is political and it's all about, you know, everything's tied back to policy or a decision that got made by a group of people or one person. And so it's, you know, I want to shape who's involved in making those decisions, whose voices are at the table. Um, what information do we have when we're making those decisions? Um, and, you know, it's it's a long process, but we've got to make sure that people feel involved, are involved, and are heard in the process. Do you feel, um, because you, you you said uh, we're we're on year two in, in city council, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel you've had that opportunity with our with our local government and um, being one of our representatives on our city council? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've made a lot of progress when I first got elected. And the reason that I ran was really because I saw how important it was for anyone, everyday people to be involved and feel like they can come to city council meetings or email us as city council members, call us up and just talk about their experiences and see how that can shape how we make decisions. And so that's been my goal. And I I'm hoping that I've done it well as, you know, I show up and I, I listen. Um, you know, I'm not up there to just kind of, you know, talk everyone's ear off and talk about what I know. Um, I'm there to learn from people about what they're going through and how we can change things. Well, that's where it really starts, right? Because it's a it's a representative position and, and being a true representative. And I, and, and I worry about this at times mm-hmm. um, of people. Of, of the people who are representing the people having their own agendas and not listening mm-hmm. or that whoever their surrounding circle is, is so exclusive mm-hmm. that they're missing a lot of voices. Yeah. And that worries me mm-hmm. because there's a lot of voices out there and there, there's a lot of um, diversity in, in, in how, the world is seen or what, what needs are. Um, and, and when that, I'm always like, who's out there representing things that I think are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, we, and Oshkosh city council, there's seven of us, um, including a mayor and, 
you know, we all, I think that's what's important about representation. Um, you know, you can't expect one person to be able to represent or um, have the same experiences as everyone in the city. Correct. But hopefully we have enough representation where we all can kind of, we have these different pockets that we are a part of and we have experienced and have perspective on um, that when we come together, we can really represent the entire city. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, and big fat shout out to Mayor Paul Mary, girl. Yes. All right. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode of the Kosh uh, with the mayor on, please do. It is uh, she's on fire. All right. You ready to jump into the first segment? Let's do it. All right. First segment. What in the world is going on with? This is your opportunity. Start with that statement. What in the world is going on with? And you tell us what's going on. What's on your mind? Oh, boy. Okay. So (laughs) the thing that's been on my mind this week personally. um, So what's going on with how expensive car repairs are and the (laughs) cost it takes to maintain having your own access to transportation <laughs> bruh seriously that is a fact well you know what here's what i'm gonna say that is a fact for many of you but i've got this mechanic who is like the bomb diggity bomb and you know what i want to send a shout out to the business but you know what i don't want y'all taking up my spot so i don't know uh-huh. if i'm gonna share because I do, but no, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to go ahead and share this with Kosh listeners because you know we know here at the Kosh, if you don't know about Mark's Tire and Auto in Nimakai Road. need to write this down. That's right. Mark's <laughs> Tire and Auto, Mark. Mark has been servicing our vehicles. As a matter of fact, I don't even talk to Mark. My wife handles our car stuff, which tells you everything. Mark is not only he is an amazing gentleman, he is about as honest as honest gets, and and Mark keeps it one hundred. And I've been going to Mark's. Uh, we have been going to Mark's for I think for like fifteen years or oh. so. But like this yeah. dude is the dude of dudes. So like, mm-hmm. if you don't know about Mark's Tire and Auto and Nimakai, I'm sh- I'm giving y'all a secret. Don't be hogging up my spot with my mechanic, y'all. I'm just telling y'all now, Bruh. seriously. <laughs> It's some good insider info. It is good. good. And because he's affordable. Mm-hmm. And and you know what Mark also does? Mark tells you the truth. So if it's something that is like, yeah, that really doesn't need to get fixed right now. We're going to do this, that, another. He will tell you exactly that. And then he will handle what needs to be handled and then give you an opportunity to make decisions about other things later. Um, but he, I, I swear by Mark's tire and auto. Nice. Yes. Like it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm sorry. Go no. on. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so what else is going on? Why, why car repairs? So <laughs> I've had this car for, well, actually when I was in AmeriCorps, you know, you make very little money if at all. Facts. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so I bought this car. Uh, so I've had it seven years. Um, and I feel like the repairs have been, you know, increasing a bit. Uh, just replaced. I know some car things from having to deal with all this stuff, but, you know, like a catalytic converter. Uh, What what did they just have done? The uh, mass airflow sensor. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was the latest thing. So driving home after being at my parents for Christmas, drove all the way to Oshkosh, 
uh, and my car was acting kind of funny. You know, the like RPM thing was going up and down. felt like it was going to die on me. Parked it and then just out of curiosity tried to turn it on again. Nothing. <sighs> Bruh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so got it towed, you know, all the things. Uh, kind of a hefty car repair bill. But the people I do go to, I do like them. You know, they like explain it and like you said if it's not necessary they're they'll give me the the option to not you know do it but still man cars are expensive so now it's like is it costing too much in repairs that i should just kind of get a car move on? yeah i don't know how old is the car uh it's a 2011 2011 okay yeah. so it's hitting the two-year mark i'm at like 140,000 miles yeah and it's a what kind of car? Nissan. All right. Okay. So I'm going to put this out there to the Kosh <laughs> listeners. Hey, Kosh listeners, please. What do you think? What do you, is it time for Lindsay to get a new car? Please email us at <laughs> askthekosh at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to actually, please do, because I'm going to totally share whatever the feedback is yes. with Lindsay. <laughs> I, need, I need help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm feeling you. Okay. So yeah. if you were going to get a new car, what would you get? Well, okay, so I'm going to totally lean into the stereotype, but I, re- I love Subarus. Ooh. I want, like, a big dog in the back with some, like, National Park stickers on the back Subaru. Like, oh, you you really did go for I, the stereotype. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, with, the, like, a kayak on the top. I, that's that's it. That's it. Uh-huh. Bruh. I almost <laughs> bought one. Oh. What, uh, what held you back? Um, it Because the... They are, and first of all, so, uh, cash listeners, if you didn't know, I bought a car during this time when I got the new job, right? So I started having to go back and forth to Appleton. I needed a new vehicle, so I was like, all right, let me go get this car. And I was, I was so hung up, I was gonna get a sports truck. Like mm-hmm. I love those Subaru sport mm-hmm. trucks, right? And I was like, all right, gotta get one, right? But I was also at the height of the pricey used car deal. And I was like, uh. so I found one. And the, here's what my choice was. My choice was to either buy this Subaru that had like about eighty to 90,000 miles. It was a beautiful sports truck. And they, they had some pretty good extra options that they added on to it. Uh, prior owners, right? Because I'm buying used. I'm definitely not buying new. Or I could buy a Mazda CX-3 with with literally 50,000 to 60,000 less miles and more bells and whistles. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie. And here's the thing. I actually went so far as to put, put the deposit down on the Subaru and I was driving off the lot and it was like a day or two before I was actually going to take, take the Subaru. And I found, and, and I drove past the Mazda and I was like, see how much this is and i saw it and it was literally i think it was uh a couple of thousand less or a thousand less and with all those less miles i was like this is a no-brainer i'm gonna get Mm -hmm. this mazda and i mean if you really do the research on mazdas Mm -hmm. uh their reliability is ridiculous yeah they're up there they're they're not it's not like not necessarily toyota or honda but they're not far behind those things run forever. So I was like, I'm going to run with a Mazda. Yeah. Okay. I might have to look that up now. I'm going I'm to hook you up. Yeah. 
See, yeah. see, Kosh listeners, if you didn't know, not only are we entertaining, we are informative. <laughs> we got good info here at the Kosh. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I just need like good, reliable recommendations. Oh, I got yeah. you. Uh-huh. I got you. Okay. Hey, matter of fact, and Kosh listeners out there, don't hesitate. Send in those emails. And uh, we are going to help Lindsay with the car situation. All right. Perfect. And if there's any other mechanics out there, even nobody's going to match Mark. I'm just going to say <laughs> right now. Yeah. All right. My what in the world is going on with what in the world is going on with poop filled yards? I'm not even lying about this. So there is, you know, first of all, Bosco, the podcast dog, that is what we're going to call him or naughty Bosco. That is also the uh, other name for him in our household. Um, Bosco. Uh, there, when I take him for a walk every day, there is one yard that they got two dogs, not big dogs, small dogs, like a little smaller than Bosco even, and the, they they don't pick up their poop. Mm-hmm. It's just a yard full of poop. And I'm not talking about the backyard because I'm not walking in the backyard. I'm talking about the front yard Ugh. and the terrace area. And there's just poop everywhere, yeah. right? And you know what works it even worse? What makes it even worse is, like, if Bosco tries to go poop in that area, then I've got to try to maneuver through their poop fill yard to pick up his poop, even though they got a ton of poop already there. It's a minefield. It's a minefield. And it makes me feel some kind of way. Like, I understand that your personal property is your personal property, but... Come on now, you can't yeah. you can't just pick up the the, the poops, especially yeah. if you got two two little little ones. Yeah, I mean not that big, right? No, no. <laughs> I mean you know a couple you know get your plastic bag game on. Yeah. You know a couple grabs, couple grabs. Yeah, I mean in the spring when all the snow melts, that's gonna be. Well, this was this is the bad part. Is this this was from the summer, so the poops oh. there, right? And there's minefields everywhere, and I I don't think like. I don't think they've picked it up. Yeah. Yeah, is ever. A, is that a new, like, fertilizer thing they're going for? Uh, well, the, I will say this. They are new, newer to the neighborhood. They they okay. moved in this summer. Um, and very nice people. Yeah. Like them. Yeah. They always always say hi to Bosco and myself and, and the wife when we walk by. But their their yard is a minefield. And I'm just like, good God, don't do that to us. Because, you know. If, if Bosco decides he's going to drop a mine, then I got to maneuver through your mines. Right. And, and then, then if you step in it, it's, yeah, that's, that's not good. It's just not good. No. Right. <laughs> and even though, and, and, and by, to be honest, Bosco doesn't usually poop there, mm-hmm. uh, but he has once or twice. Mm-hmm. And then I want to be respectful and follow the rules and pick up the poop. But I'm, I'm looking at the other 42 pieces of poop that's sitting out there on the front yard. And I'm just like, good God. Yeah, I, that's that's a whole situation. What in the world is going on with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you didn't think you were going to have to talk about dog poop I today. know. I, how did I get stuck with the episode about poop? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I do love dogs. Well, and, I mean, it's, 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 it's part of the game. I have wondered, like, what do dogs think as we're picking up their poop? Like... Do they process what's going on? They're probably saying, good job, human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good job, mm-hmm. human. That's what I thought. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
we're on to the next segment. Next segment is word association. Um, this is where I'm going to say a word. You tell me what comes to mind. Uh, food. Mm. Um, so I recently just bought a Dutch oven, mm. um, like a kind of nice, like, uh, what do they call it? Enameled cast iron Dutch oven kind of thing. Okay. And I made some bread for the first time, like Uh-oh. homemade bread. Oh. So my place smelled, smelled amazing. Okay. Um, what kind of bread was it? Just bread, like a, bread. Like straight, just, I wanted to just test it out. So it was like a no need plain white bread, but maybe kind of sourdough, like yeasty bread. Okay. So, but tonight I'm making a beef stew in it. So pretty excited uh, about that. Okay. Yeah. Dutch oven. Like yeah. It. I, it's kind of old school, right? Um, You know, I've never really understood what they're used for if you i mean i know what it yeah. is but yeah. i never understood totally 100 what the, what people use them for yeah i'm still learning i not totally sure either it sounds like there's a lot of like stews like if you want to roast a meat and keep it very um i hate the word moist then then that's great do you that's hate the word moist i don't know some people do yeah some people feel some kind of way about that it's word but you know what? It, it, yeah. it i don't know why but you yeah. know what? If we're talking about beef stew, I think it's fair. You it's fair use game. The word. Yeah, I yeah. think it's fair game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then, and since you brought it up, and now that I know you want to test out this Dutch oven, I just want you to know that I was I am a beef stew kind of sewer. Oh, really? So, okay. so if you just actually want to just drop some off, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you know, I'm just saying I'm not above it, and I would like to share with the Kosh listeners <laughs> about Lindsay's beef stew. I mean, I might have to, you know, test out some recipes, like get it down. I'll give you time. Okay. Yeah. I did get some good meat, though. Uh, Wasita meats. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Kind of <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Kind of bougie meat. Yeah. yeah. Well, good you stuff. know, if you're going to do it, do the, do the things. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. You want good stew. It's good stuff. Okay. Cocktail <laughs> or beer? Um, so I, I actually, I, I don't drink but I'm totally good with people who do safely, okay. you know. Uh, but I did bring my my mug of chai here, so I'm a I'm a chai and hot chocolate connoisseur. Oh, so I don't know if there's any cocktails that involve that kind of stuff. Well, no, we can skip the cocktail and let's okay. talk about this favorite drink of chai. Yeah, and hot cocoa. How do we? How do we? What does it look like if you're truly doing it? The way that you like it done. Mm, I have strong feelings about this. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bruh. Especially hot hot cocoa. Um, so it's got to be made with milk. Or if you're, you know, can't do lactose, a good oat milk for sure. Uh, and then, so I'm going to get a little frou-frou here. I do get this. It's like a, they're like, what do they call them? Little like nuggets of chocolate. Oh. <laughs> uh, from this place in Madison. Oh, pretty good chocolate. Are you importing your chocolate? I am. <laughs> oh my god! I literally will go down to Madison. You Bruh. know, I have another meeting and just kind of stop on by and get some hot chocolate. Okay. So it's it's my one joy in life. I like that. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Um. So it's got to be yeah, like real good chocolate. I'm not. I won't turn my nose up to like just good old Swiss Miss. I mean, at a you know, ice rink or something with yes. a, just a styrofoam cup of hot chocolate. That's a good time. That's a good, you know what that is? That is childhood nostalgia at mm-hmm. its best. Yeah. 
I'm feeling that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hot yeah. cocoa, chai tea. Mm-hmm. Any other teas? Because I'm actually, I'm big on tea. Oh. I drink a lot of tea. Um, I I want to like tea, like all teas. It's still kind of tastes like, like just brown water to me mm. sometimes. So... You're not doing any of the good fruity tea then. No, I I like a I, I like chamomile tea. Oh, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, I know it's weird. Okay. Yeah. Streaming. Mm. So I've been into a lot of I have a lot of comfort TV shows right now that I just kind of keep rewatching because I just can't handle anything new right now you know what <laughs> i've never heard that term comfort tv yeah. that that you you need to that there that's it that's it that yeah. that's that's, big. A term. that's that's a term yeah that's what it feels like i just gotta keep re-watching these things because i know exactly what's gonna happen no surprises huh. um so currently on my however many re-watches of ted lasso mm. apple tv okay highly recommend it I've I've got a few people hooked on it, so it's a, just a good good show. It's about like British football or soccer, but it's not so much about the sport, but like how groups of people come together and like you know be the best versions of them, themselves and get some mental health stuff in there. So it's good. I keep hearing Ted Lasso. I've never oh, yeah. seen an episode. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, like right the right amount of like humor with just good life stuff humans humans <laughs> i like that yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other show uh i don't know if i can say it can i swear on on this hey it, uh, yes i'll, I'll put a uh, <laughs> uh well it's it's a name of the show but uh schitt's creek oh it, i don't think that's swearing yeah it's not the, name the way of they spell town. it right <laughs> the name of the town yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the other one just like yeah it just makes me happy Okay, I like that. All right, fantastic. <laughs> That's another one. I, I've heard good things about it, but I've never seen an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm feeling you on this. Now yeah. you've, you've got me very much thinking about this term comfort. Mm-hmm. Comfort TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a real thing. It is a real thing. You know what mine is? What? Hallmark Christmas uh, movies. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. those Christmas movies, I don't care. You can judge me if you won't podcast listeners but i'm telling you right now there's nothing better than a great hallmark christmas movie to brighten the day and to make you happy yeah it's and it's just you know like the same not the same but it's expectable like you know what's gonna probably happen usually they go back to their hometown and their ex from high school opened up a bakery and that's what happens. Right? Oh my god, that's <laughs> that like it? literally the one that I watched before you came here. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I I actually have not seen many of them. Uh, so you might ha- I need some of those recommendations. I can hook you up with that. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah. Oh, Parks and Rec too. Oh. It's a comfort TV show. My daughter loves that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, as someone who works in local government, it it explains it pretty well. Um, as somebody who has started working in local government also, um, there's some truths in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they, they got it pretty close. Yeah, there's some truths in there. They're not far off. Nope. All right. Okay. Um, shop local. Mm. 
so I think you've had a few people on this podcast to talk about the Oshkosh Food Co-op. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we've had, yeah, we, we and we've, um, and multiple people who've been on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. That, 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 the food co-op is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think shout out to, like, the people who work there are just amazing yes like maddie and north and brandon at the the front the checkout like they just remember who you are at this point well i go in like a few times a week and they they just remember my name now i should i don't even have to like say my number anymore oh they just know (laughs) yeah i like that there's Lindsay again (laughs) (laughs) finer bougie hot chocolate and oat milk oh well (laughs) you know that's not the worst things, no. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh. I do also like uh, Kitson File. So I live pretty close to there, and one of my favorite pastimes is just uh, kind of walking up and down the aisles of Kitson File, just like finding random stuff. I love like the smell of a hardware store. It's- yeah. No, I, I, for whatever reason, I get that. Yeah. At least, mm-hmm. and particularly Kitson File. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, I had um, a prior guest that we had just had this conversation about kits and file, and I and and my thing is about kits and file is this: I love that you can ask. There's always those two dudes in there, one mm-hmm. or two of them, and you can ask them anything, mm-hmm. and they know where it's at in kits and file. Yep. Like you could be like, I need this screw where the threads go backwards, <laughs> and it's black, and it's. Uh, three inches long and they'll be like oh yeah it's in this aisle let me walk you over here yeah. and, like, and I'm just like how how do you know this I know like of all the things that they have in that store and they just know exactly what you're talking about it's amazing oh, it is amazing mm-hmm. shout out to kids and file mm-hmm. all right and for the food co-op shout out to Doug and Miranda mm-hmm. back there making that food all yummy and things so good. I had some uh, quesadillas last week, I think, from there. Oh, oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can't say that uh, uh, I get to go in there enough, but I really, really like the establishment. Mm-hmm. Super good. Yeah. Um, local government. Mm. Uh, to me, I think the, the beauty of local government is how, how local it is. You know, people can directly impact what happens in their community. Um, and it's, you know, I think the easiest way for people to get involved in their community and for people, you know, those of us who are on city council or on boards and commissions, like we're neighbors in the community, we're the people down your street, we're friends, we're family. Um, so if it's, you know, any issue from streets, which we hear a lot about in Oshkosh or, um, you know, access to parks or, uh, you know, being able to go to the library, access to transit. Um, that's how people can make really direct change. Like all you have to do is, you know, find somebody on city council or on a border commission or city staff and just have a conversation. Um, you know, I think other levels of government, it's not necessarily as accessible. Um, so to me, local government, it's about, community and uh engaging and listening to what's going on in your community 
I like that. I think one of the most important things that um, people need to know is like, uh, it's not necessarily just about the council, like those boards and commissions, mm -hmm. those are, and, and are those appointed here? So you can apply to you be on a board or commission, right. and then the mayor uh, receives all those applications, and then uh, she will uh, recommend people to certain boards and commissions, and then council, council approves votes. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I know it's different in different places. So, um, so I mean, those boards and commissions, those are great opportunities also um, to yeah. really make change because they're the ones that often make the recommendation to council about the changes uh, locally, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, get involved, um, and check that out. Is there, in a, I don't expect you to just notice off the top of your head, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> oh no. Is there a centralized place where you can find out which, uh, positions are available on those, mm -hmm. um, yeah. boards and commissions? Yeah. So if you go to the city's website under the government tab, there's a boards and commissions uh, a link. Okay. You can go right on there. It lists all the different boards and commissions, who's on it. And then I think there's up at the top, there's a link that you can apply online or see which boards have vacancies. Mm. And then that's how you can apply. And I think even if there's a board that you're really interested in, say, you know, we have a sustainability advisory board, if you're really wanting to be on that, but it looks like it's full, you can still apply. And then when there is a vacancy, right they'll have your application. Right. People drop off of those things uh, all the time. Life yeah. happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Resolutions. Ugh. Um, I'm not a huge New Year's resolutions person. Nope. Um, tried it. Didn't really. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, as we all do, I think, you know, the like, I'm going to go to the gym more often. I'm going to read a book every month or something, you know, right. so it, I'm more for like intentions, maybe like mm. I, it, maybe it's a little softer, but, uh, yeah, just, you know, reflecting on the last year and kind of what do you want to bring into the next year and, you know, how, how do you want to live your life? Okay. Yeah. Do we, have we made any? Um, I think, yeah, coming into this next year, so, Obviously, you know, I'm running for re-election. I'm finishing up grad school. Fingers, oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> I did not know about this grad school. Wait, we got to come back and talk yeah. about that. But yeah. Let, yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, there's some stuff going on. So I think I'm, I'm really focusing on what I can do and how I show up to things. <sighs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, now, since we've, uh, before we jump into the next thing, let's circle back to the grad school. Yeah. What are we doing? So, uh, I'm in my last, or will be in my last semester of master's in public administration. Mm. So, I think you had Stephanie Gildenvan on earlier. She's, she, she just, just finished. She just graduated. Kudos to her. Kudos. I see her celebrating, and I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, it's, I'm almost there. It's a great program. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's a fantastic program. I've known a quite a number of people who have gone through it. Um, yeah, it is a solid, solid program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, I, I compared a few different programs when I was deciding should I go back, and I really like how this program is really focused on 
you know, local government or kind of smaller units of government and community engagement and incorporating equity into government practices and nonprofit. So it's been good. Shout out to UWO once again, doing an amazing job out here, uh, educating our residents and our citizenry around here. Um, all right. Ready for the next seg? Yes. The Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share something around Oshkosh that you think is special um, mm. that people may or may not know about, or maybe they just don't know how good it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I would say I have, well, I have a few, but um, I've been really loving the Riverwalk. Ooh, mm-hmm. yes. So I, I try, one of my intentions for the next year is to be better about walking every morning uh, along the river walk. I, I live pretty close. Um, and it's just cool to see how it changes, you know, throughout the year. You know, like the river's been kind of frozen a little bit off and on, and there's still some birds out there. And it's just, um, I think it's a big asset that we have. I agree. That river walk is amazing. And since they've developed it, I mean, it's just really really amazing now and i mean mm-hmm. there's a good stretch you can walk yeah yeah my favorite part is kind of on the the south side of the river there's the old railroad bridge uh kind of newer part of the river walk so um and there's some big cottonwood trees uh in the summer it's just it's perfect yeah i like it so, okay um my other one is uh out by asylum point um, there's a little trail back there that there's some big uh, oak trees, I think, that um, sometimes I'll bring, bring my hammock out there in a good book and just, like, string up my hammock and be right next to the water. So mental health time. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I love asylum. Mm-hmm. That's, that, is the, that is one of the secret fishing holes. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not, I, I did not know that I'm not much of a fisher, but. Got to work on that. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're add it work to my on, list. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> add it to the list. As you can tell, Lindsay has come in, and we are going to hook her up with all sorts of things. By the time she leaves, she will have a great mechanic or a new yeah. car and all sorts of other things that yeah. we have spoken about today. New hobby. It's new hobby, <laughs> yes. Um, what's the cash need? Yeah, um, so... One of my the areas that I focus on is affordable housing. So I think we've been hearing about this more and more, especially this last year with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, as a renter myself, over the last you know few years that I've lived here, five years, um, it's I've seen how my my own rent has increased around twenty percent over the last five years. Bruh. So, and we've we've seen that uh, across the board, and the city's coming out with a housing study early January. There's going to be some public presentations about it that have kind of bringing together data about what what can we do, what do we need about housing in Oshkosh. And I think what we're finding is really for the those who are kind of in that very low income bracket, there's not enough housing, mm-hmm. and. You know, we've we've known this and we've heard stories and experiences from people, um, but I think it's time that we actually do something about it. I think, uh, you know, we've done a lot to build more rental housing, um, 
a lot of those units have been kind of more unaffordable or on the higher price range of things. Uh, yeah, they're super, like, they're pricey. Uh-huh. I mean, they, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. it's cheaper. It, I'm, I look at some of that, and I'm like, oh, my God, the amount of that. And I'm going to assume that people don't buy houses because they might not have the down payment mm-hmm. to buy the house uh, because the housing the housing. Um, payment would be a mortgage would be cheaper than these 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 rental payments Mm -hmm. and that's like that's the boat that i'm in it's like you know we're kind of forced to you know everybody needs housing we all need shelter correct and so you know when you're kind of a just starting out in your career trying to find a place to live you find a rental um and you, you call it your home hopefully right these are people's homes and you end up having to pay more and more, and I, I get the the market that we're in, and that landlords are also trying to survive in all of this. Absolutely, um, and it's it's tough when also, you know, at some point it would be great to own my own home, um, but it's tough to keep up when you're trying to pay rent and you know, work full time and pay for grad school and pay off student loans, and uh, then also try to figure out how do I. How do I start saving for a down payment along with car repairs and everything else? Oh, my God. Bruh. That, that struggle is so real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, everything everything you just mentioned, that is, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a chunk of change. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's reality for people. And, um, you know, I think we've seen with COVID, uh, so there's been rental assistance for folks who've been behind on rent or... Uh, you know, lost their job because of COVID. Um, and we just got the numbers from AdvoCap and it was uh, just around like $4 million have been uh, given out in Winnebago County to uh, renters for mm-hmm. past due or currently due rent. Um, and I think the average amount that a household is receiving is around just under $4,000. So it's it's a significant amount of money that People right. have been behind, and this money goes directly to their landlord uh, to try to, you know, get them back up to not being having to owe rent. Um, but it's it's a huge issue. People are struggling, um, and I think we we really need to focus some some energy and some dollars on building more housing on all ends of the spectrum, very low income to higher income. Um, and making sure that we have enough housing to meet the needs of people who live here. Yes, I I couldn't agree more, and that is so true. And I only know some of this just because uh, I I peek out there every once in a while, and um, you know, and just and I look at what rentals go for, and I'm just like, you know, I got a daughter who's going to be moving out, you know, soon, and. I'm just like, good God, I don't even know how you, how you, you balanced all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and thinking back in college, you know, I lived in a apartment, a three, three bedroom apartment with six other people and still was paying around like $500 a month per person. Oh, well, you know, campus housing, there's a little, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) I'm not even going to go down that road. (laughs) All right. Um, Affordable. Well, agreed. The cash needs more options for housing, Um, particularly affordable, literally 
affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 me personally, I feel like we've got plenty of options for um, what I would say is I don't know even a good term to call it. Let's just say um, regular housing pricing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and it you know it should be a third of your income goes towards housing. Yeah. Um, so when rents and housing costs keep going up, but wages aren't keeping up with that. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these uh, rentals and like for some people that's half. Yeah. If not more than half actually. Mm -hmm. And And especially if they have a large family or, you know, somebody who might have mobility needs that they need an accessible unit. It's it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next segment is the naughty slash heroes corner. This is your opportunity to nominate whatever you want to nominate. It could be a person, a thing, a, um, organization to either the naughty or the heroes corner. So what do you have? I will say, um, I'm, I'm going to go with the heroes corner. Um, so I just turned in my nomination nomination signatures uh, for running for city council. That's to actually get on the ballot. Nice. How many did you have to get? Uh, you have to give at least a hundred. Okay. So is that a hundred for new people or is that just a hundred for, because you are an incumbent? It's for anybody. So if you want to be on the ballot, whether you're an incumbent or not, you have to get at least a hundred. Okay. So, so I want to give a, a kudos, huge uh, thank you to people who get involved in, um, you know, local elections. I had a, a few people help out with collecting signatures with me and just people who can have conversations with their neighbors about, you know, letting them know when the election is, who's running, uh, what issues are kind of most important, and just like listening, kind of what's going on, getting a pulse of what do people care about, what are they concerned about, what do they love about living in Oshkosh? What do they wish they could change? Um, so just, uh, you know, the, the people who get involved, talk to their neighbors, and, and really work to, to make some changes in the city. Okay. I like that. Thanks. All right. I normally don't do a naughty slash heroes corner, but I'm going to do one today. And there's a special reason why I'd like to, uh, for the heroes corner, I'd like to recognize the, particularly, um, the school board for, for the naming of the new school, um, to Val Phillips. Um, that's kind of a big deal. You know, that's a really big deal here in Oshkosh to, to have one of our educational institutions for our children um, to be named for after a uh, an amazing person of color from Wisconsin um, and, and, and for our school board. Um, special shout out out there to uh, Chris Carnes um, for making that happen. I it gives me chills. And, you know, I've, I've lived here in the cash for 30 years and, and from where we've come to today, yeah, it makes me, it makes me smile. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's kind of a big, big deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, talk about representation. And I think she was one of the first or the first, uh, woman city council member in Milwaukee, I think. And it's just, it, 
I think it's really amazing and for for kids to be able to learn about who she was and and have that representation it's awesome yes no doubt once again uh gosh listeners as you can tell we uh, yes, we, it is Bosco, the podcast dog doing Bosco things. Uh, yes, it, and by now everybody knows. We Just so you know that in the future we are going to have a segment dedicated to Bosco, the podcast dog, because I'm not going to lie, he does something naughty almost every day. And <laughs> half of it is totally hilarious. And so I, I think we're going to start posting some some content and talking about Bosco, the podcast dog. Yeah, he just wants his voice heard. Uh, he, <laughs> he, you know what? I, if anybody, he's been on more episodes than anyone. <laughs> he's like your your sidekick. He's you he's know. he's Bosco. <laughs> he's special. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time to get down to the real deal. It is topic of the week time. So. Um, just so I remind uh, Kosh listeners, the uh, topic of the week is chosen by the guest. And um, this week's topic of the week is housing and homelessness, which mm-hmm. I think that's right on par, right? We're segmenting yeah. right over into it. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. So, yeah. So so this has been a topic, you know, we've talked about it a little bit already, but um, I think at the city level, homelessness has been kind of uh, a prior has been a priority. Um, it's one of the the goals that we set up for our city manager this past year, and we'll continue into the into 2022. Um, and if you've been kind of following what's been going on within the city, uh, we've seen an increase of homelessness um, within the city and you know across the nation with COVID. A lot of people who you know experienced job loss or unexpected. Um, medical bills or just things that have happened over the last two years um, are now finding themselves potentially without shelter. Um, You know, day by day warming shelter, they've been at capacity. They have a capacity of around 25 uh, and they've had to turn away people almost every night since they've been open this, this season in uh, October 15th. So it's, it's real um, and it's, it's people, it's our neighbors, it's our friends, family, um, and so, you know, with day by day here, we have Father Carr shelter and Christine Ann domestic abuse. Um, you know, day by day is looking at potentially uh, building a new facility that would expand how many people they can serve to, you know, 50 to 60 people. Um, so they've been going through the process with the city to, to do that. Um, you know, and I think kind of being part of those conversations, I think it's been been really uh, encouraging to see how many people have been supportive of um, day by day, you know, and doing the work that they're doing. They've, they've helped a lot of people. Um, And we're also seeing some of the, you know, the nimbyism of people who have been a bit resistant to that um, with the location that they're going into. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. And I think it's, uh, for me, it's been a, a really helpful to get to know people and actually listen to people who are experiencing homelessness or who have gone without shelter. Um, like I said before, I've had a close family member go through that, and um, it's, it's 
it's one thing to make assumptions about people who go through this, but it's another to actually get to know them and, and listen to what they've gone through. Agreed. Um, recently, I've had the opportunity in my new position to uh, be part of the point in contact count mm-hmm. and to go out and to actually meet our homeless. Um, and what I can say is this, um, they're good people, mm-hmm. just good people and, and, yeah. and tough circumstance. And I, and I got an opportunity to have like good quality conversation and, and I got an opportunity to remember which I am not one that tends that tends to forget. If anything, I try to remind other people that um, these are humans, and and there's humanity there. And and when you see them, smile, mm-hmm. look them in the eye, talk to them, treat them not like they're invisible, but treat them as if they matter because they do, because mm-hmm. they're humans and they're good people. Um, we all have tough times and some of us are able to have resources or people with resources that are able to help us. And not everybody has those cushions or those parachutes to, to get us there. And so, um, in the point of contact, I, 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 in the point of contact count is a count that everyone, um, across the state, I don't know if it's state or nation, but it's nation, yeah. I, I, it might be the nation. And there's one night where every city goes out and they go to find and take a count of their homeless and also um, offer them resources and and things and, and try to try to interview them and, and actually get them get a record for them and then connect them with resources to help them. Um, and I went um, and it was the night of a major storm. Mm-hmm. It was like this crazy storm that was rolling in. Um, and so we were in the parking ramps and we, we found, uh, we found 35 people, oh, yeah. 35, 36 people. And, and I had these conversations and, and it changed my, well, it didn't change my view, but it changed my heart. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, it was the it was the ultimate reminder that these are people mm-hmm. these are our neighbors these are our friends these are the people we share we share a community with and they matter mm-hmm. and we need to there's no reason we can't find some resources to help yep exactly so everybody deserves a place to call home and shelter and to feel that they belong in a community. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I've worked a little bit with some of the people who work at day by day and, you know, talking with the people who stay there. It's, it's true that they're, they're people They're They've gone through, tough circumstances trying to dig themselves out of the hole and um you know I think it's time for us to recognize that it's our responsibility as a city to to take that seriously to listen to them and provide them a place to go 
you know, a place that they can be and feel comfortable and safe um, and have access to resources and services and uh, not have to be, you know, out in the open uh, in the middle of storms and bad weather. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, where things go and be a part of the decisions that get made with day by day. And um, I'm glad to see more people talking about this and more people considering and listening to people who've gone through this and hearing their stories. Yeah. It's a lot harder than um, many people think. Um, what I've learned and, and I'm part of a, um, I'm in a group right now whose focus is on young homelessness, youth homelessness, uh, 18 through 24. And there's just things you just don't even think about. Like, um, the fact of like when you don't have a place to store your stuff. So people have been kind and may have given them really nice things, but every time they find a place to stay and then they've got to rush out or they get kicked out, they lose all that stuff. So then they're starting over from zero again Mm -hmm. or their paperwork. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked to homeless people who they, because they didn't have, they don't have a, stable place they lose things like their birth certificate or their identification or ways to identify themselves and then what do you do when you can't identify yourself Mm -hmm. um that makes for a really hard way to get a job Mm -hmm. can't get a job without id nowadays ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) right let alone like an address or or anything right? right yeah and so um there's definitely things that and and my other thing is technology this is something I talked to our homeless group about um, was you you can't apply for a lot of jobs paper anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything is tech. So if you don't have access to the technology, and that's just the truth right now, like uh, there's so many places, just your regular jobs like a pick and save or, or whatever, um, you have to apply online. And if you don't have online access, you, let's say, I don't know about you, but I really wouldn't want to try to complete an application on a phone because I can't see the, <laughs> I can't see the print because I'm blind. Um, or um, other things, um, just things of that sort, uh, other places that only have electronic application, like that just makes for a tough circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- I mean, I think that's why... Places like our public library, that's in, that's so important. You know, that's where people go to be able to get access to the internet or use computers or printers or, you know, whatever they might need and, and have people there who can help walk them through those steps too. And what happens when they close that, mm-hmm. like for COVID? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what we saw. Where do people go? Right. So um, I love this topic. Such a good topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's complicated. It is complicated. Mm-hmm. And you can't assume. Uh, what I hate is the assumption. Like there was homeless people that I was talking to who had jobs. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. jobs. They're still homeless. Yep. Because they 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 were doing the best they could, but they still couldn't build up enough money to actually afford an apartment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, first month's rent and rent itself, you know. Yeah. Some places are requiring, you know, four months of rent up front. And if that rent's a grand. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's no joke. Yep. Yeah. It's tough. 
All right. Anything else you would like to say about that? Yeah, I think if, if people, you know, I, I want to hear from people too. So, um, you know, if people have thoughts on uh, what we need in Oshkosh related to housing, um, I think I've been working with a group called Esther. Uh, they're a social justice community organizing group. Oh, Esther goes hard. Mm-hmm. They don't play. They are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we're working with them on um, collecting some stories, hopefully in the next few months, of people who've been experiencing housing insecurity and homelessness. Um, and so we want to, we really want to dig into what's going on in Oshkosh and what are some of those policy solutions that we can we can really work on. How can we focus? Where where should we focus funding? Um, and make better decisions to improve access to housing. All right. Um, how would you like people to reach out to you? Uh, so they can, I'm happy to uh, talk over the phone. They can find all my contact info on the, the city's website. Okay. On the city council page. Uh, we'll put it in the podcast notes also. Nice. Yeah. 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 Always happy to have a conversation or meet up for coffee or, you know, go for a walk or email, whatever people want to do. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Thanks. All right. Um, well, it's that time um, where we start winding down the show. It went by so quick. Well, you know, it, believe it or not, it, it was not quick. We covered a lot of amazing things, though. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. And so, you know, once again, um, Kosh listeners out there, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so, so much for uh, sharing your time with us, um, taking the time to listen and, and connecting. We, we appreciate it more than, you know, uh, we are a work in progress. I say this all the time. We are a work in progress. We are constantly trying to improve just for the sake of improving. Uh, I just want to do an amazing job on behalf of uh, our Kosh listeners. So please, please, please. If you have listened to this episode and something struck you, uh, you've got something to say, you want to share, maybe you want to be a guest, maybe you got something you would like to share, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Um, we are, I, and, and people who know, know, I answer all emails personally. And if you email me to get in contact with one of our guests, I am more than happy to share whatever you want to share. Um, because they, they love the feedback also. What do you think? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. (laughs) All right. Oh, so, um, you know what time it is? No. It's my favorite time of the show. (laughs) It is shout out time. All right. So Lindsay, what do you got for, what do you got? What do you got for the shout outs? Um, I think, you know, like sticking with the the theme we've had today, I think just uh, reflecting and recognizing the people who've been uh, experiencing some tough times over this last year, especially during the holidays. So just a shout out to people, you know, trying to make it by and, uh, you know, maybe struggling throughout the holidays, just wanting to let people know that you're seen and heard. And um, I think we're, I'm, I'm here to listen. So I want to shout out to people who um, are trying to find community in Oshkosh. Um, we're trying to build that. So 
Facts. I love that. Thanks. All right. Uh, my shout outs. Uh, let me give some special shout outs. I want to give a special shout out to the mayor of Appleton, my boss, because he's boss. That is just the way that is. I just want to make sure I put that out there. And also to the I know this is the cash, but I'm also going to send a shout out to the uh, city of Appleton team of people. Uh, all 644. Y'all y'all special. Y'all awesome. Y'all are amazing. Y'all make things work. I can't stress that enough. I am so proud and privileged to be part of that special team in so many, so many ways. And, and, and I'm not just saying that to say that, like it's, it's, they're amazing. Yeah. People who work for the city are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they are. No, no doubt. Um, shout out to Harold Carpenter who just put in my garage door and did an excellent job. And the young man who put in my garage door, big shout out to you, big fella. Cause man, I say big fella because my man was like six foot three, four, something like that. He made me feel short. <laughs> I'm good with that though. I'm, I'm, I really don't have a complex. It is what it is. Yeah. But nonetheless, he was just awesome. He was just awesome and super friendly and made sure that he explained everything and hooked up all our needs. So if y'all out there looking for garage doors and whatnots, um, Harold Carpenter, good, good, good service. Yeah. Which yeah. is full of recommendations today. Um, I, I mean, you know what, this, well, it's the cash. Like yeah. I just try to hook us up, you know, it's regional. We need to know who does good work and whatnot. And, um, you know, and part of the change that we're going to start making in the new year, I hope is, uh, we're going to get, we're going to get, a, uh, some sponsors mm. We're gonna, and I don't mean sponsors for the sake of money. I mean, just because I want to make a better podcast and they say you should have like a break every 30 minutes mm. and we just roll. Yeah. Right. We just roll. So I'm going to get some breaks and I'm going to actually um, if you're a business out there and you would like a spot, I'm not even charging for these spots for the first go around. I'm just creating spots because I just want to see how this works. Um, I'm going to do that. But nice. I give shout outs all the time because if you do great work, someone should say it. Yeah. Recognize good people. Recognize good people. Recognize great business. Mm-hmm. All right. And my uh, last shout out. Grows to uh, Christopher Kearns. Hey, man. You know. You know. Great work, man. That's all I can say. Great, great work. Super, super proud. So, all right. And we are on to the last thing, which is the parting words of wisdom. So, Lindsay, what do you have for the parting words of wisdom? Mm, okay. Um put my my wise hat on for a second uh i think it's really you know getting to know people who have lived different circumstances than yourself and getting to know different perspectives and different backgrounds agreed what do you think have a good time i did it was fun yeah buddy all right you know what time it is y'all i appreciate you all the cash